This episode is brought to you by the Italian Wine Academy, teaching WSET levels 1, 2, and 3 in English, right here in Verona, the home of the Italian Wine Podcast. Want to become part of the international wine sector? Need a worldwide recognized certification? Don't know where to start? You can easily complete our courses while you enjoy the fun and excitement of Verona. Make your vacation good value for money by adding a wine certificate to your souvenirs. Visit our website at italianwineacademy.org for more information and sign up today to start your personal adventure in global wine education. Welcome to Jumbo Shrimp Wine Study Maps. We have specially created this free content for all our listeners who are studying for wine exams. This has been a journey of development since Stevie Kim discovered Rosie Baker's hand-drawn maps on Instagram through two years of work by our in-house editorial and graphics team, and now the maps are available to purchase in beta form while they undergo the final proofing and editing by our expert advisory board. It's a three-layered project because we know everyone learns differently. We now offer the complete box set of 39 maps, this series of podcasts with the maps narrated by our crack team of wine educators, and finally, the study guide book, which will be published later this year. Our map project is in no way a substitute for the material set out by other educational organizations, but we hope all the wine students out there will find our map project a new, exciting, and useful tool for learning. For more information and to buy the maps, please visit our website at mamajumboshrimp.com. Mountains are a dominant feature of West and Central Austria, so viticulture is mainly clustered around the eastern end of the country. The climate is cool continental overall, but a number of influences make for more specific conditions in the different growing areas. Vineyard areas in the north are greatly influenced by the cool northerly winds. But in the south, there is a warming influence provided by the proximity of the Adriatic Sea. Growing areas in the east are influenced by warm easterly air from the Pannonian Plain, which allows for reliable ripening of black varieties. And in the West, vineyards can experience cool breezes that come in from the Alps. As expected, a landlocked country with a cool continental climate means that spring frosts can be a hazard. Moving on to grape varieties, most plantings are devoted to white grape varieties. Gruner Veltliner is native to Austria and is its flagship white grape. It is also the most planted variety, and if planted on fertile sites, it runs the risk of losing some of its character. But when vines are less vigorous, wine quality can be outstanding and fetch premium prices. Gruner Veltliner has thick skins, which can lead to a phenolic texture in the wines, and also give it its thumbprint pepper characteristic. Wines are typically high in acidity, with citrus and green fruit aromas, but can have pronounced intensity and stone fruit flavors with premium bottlings. Typically, Gruner Veltliner is generally made in a style that highlights its varietal characteristics without flavors from oak influence. Second in planting is Welsh Riesling, which is not actually related to Riesling. Welsh Riesling has high acidity levels and somewhat neutral character. It is mostly made into a fresh, crisp, white style of wine, but is made into sweet Bärenauslese or Trockenbärenauslese wines when grown in areas that are conducive to botrytis development. The high acidity balances the sweetness level and pronounced tropical and dried fruit characteristics in these sweet styles. Riesling plantings are less than 5% of total vineyard area, but are highly prized nonetheless. It can be mainly found 
in Niederösterreich in drier soils that would be unsuitable for Gruner Veltliner to grow well. Riesling is almost always made in a dry style with ripe stone fruit character and sometimes tropical notes. Zweigelt is the most planted black variety in Austria. It is the result of a crossing between St. Laurent and Blaufränkisch. The benefits of this crossing are that it ripens earlier, thus allowing it to be planted widely throughout Austria. But it is also vigorous, so growers need to employ strategies that curb it from producing too much fruit. Wines tend to have medium to medium plus acidity, medium tannins, and red fruit flavors. Styles can range from fresh and fruity to more serious bottlings with fuller body and oak characteristics. Blaufränkisch produces deeply colored wines with medium plus to high tannins, high acidity, and black fruit flavors. It is a later ripening variety, so it needs to be grown in warmer areas such as Burgenland to fully ripen. St. Laurent also makes deeply colored wines and has medium tannins and red cherry fruit flavors. Austria's GI system has three levels, keeping in line with the EU model. Wine without a geographical indication is labeled fine. The next level in the pyramid is PGI wines, called Landwein, with relatively smaller delimited areas and slightly stricter regulations. Only 12% of wine, only 12% of wine production in Austria falls into the Vine and Landwein levels of production. PDO wines are at the top level and has two subdivisions, Qualitätswein and Prädikatswein. Like Germany, Prädikatswein is considered to be the higher level. This category is also based on must weight, in other words, the level of grape ripeness. However, there are some key differences here in Austria. There is no cabinet level here, but there is an additional Prädikatswein level here in Austria called Ausbruck which is a very sweet TBA style of wine produced on the western shores of Neusiedlersee, near the town of Rusta. Let's shift to the Qualitätsfine category of PDO wines. Wines within the Qualitätsfine category can be further labeled with the terms classic or reserve. These terms help the consumer to know what styles of wine to expect in the bottle. Classic is used for wines showing varietal character, while Reserve label wines have later harvested grapes and later release dates, but are vinified dry. Thank you for listening to Italian Wine Podcast. We know there are many of you listening out there, so we just want to interrupt for a small ask. Italian Wine Podcast is in the running for an award, the best podcast listening platform through the Podcast Awards, the People's Choice. Listener nominations is from July 1st to the 31st, and we would really appreciate your vote. We are hoping our listeners will come through for us. So if you have a second and could do this small thing for us, just head to italianwinepodcast.com from July 1st to the 31st and click the link. We thank you and back to the show. Now let's discuss how Austria has shifted its direction in wine law to address the concept of origin. An appellation system was introduced for Austrian wine called Regionally Typical Qualitates Wine or DAC for short. This system departs from German wine law because it is based on origin while also promoting typicity for that particular region. 17 of 18 regions to date have signed on to the system in Austria. For a region to successfully join the DAC system, 
typicity must be defined and agreed upon by the producers there. Certain styles of wines are also outlined, as well as the permitted grape varieties for that region. Once a region has been granted DAC status, wines are analyzed by a tasting panel to see if they express typicity as determined for that region. If the wine is not typical, it is rejected. Wines that pass the criteria can use the DAC symbol and indicate the smaller region on the label. Wines outside of the DAC system are not permitted to indicate origin using these smaller regions, and it must use the corresponding larger denomination, one of those four federal states. Let's use an example to illustrate this point. A wine from Weinfartel that passes through the panel tasting and follows all the necessary regulations can use the DAC symbol and can write Weinviertel on the label. But if that wine does not pass the requirements for typicity and regulations, it must be labeled as the much larger Niederösterreich. In other words, non-DAC wines may not use any of the DAC region names. So let's talk about the regions in Austria. Wines in the PDO category are labeled with one of the four federal states for wine growing in Austria. But like we said before, if a wine qualifies as DAC, then it would be labeled with a smaller, more specific region of that DAC. So looking at a couple of these federal states, we could see that Niederösterreich is Austria's largest grape-growing region. It encompasses smaller regions along the Danube River, in the warmer Pannonian Plain, in the large area north of Vienna. Seven of its eight smaller regions have achieved DAC status. Let's look specifically at Wachau DAC, which is located in a prime location on the north side of the Danube River. The main grapes here are Grüner, Weltliner, and Riesling for bottlings that often represent very good to outstanding quality. Many sites have south-facing aspects that have particularly intense sunlight exposure to aid ripening. Grüner Weltliner can be 14% alcohol or more given these prime sites. The best wines have long aging potential from the fruit concentration and acid structure. The largest DAC in Niederösterreich is Weinviertel. It focuses on Grüner Weltliner and is known for a particularly expressive pepper characteristic and high acidity due to the cooling breezes that come from the north. Burgenland is another of the forest federal states. It is located on the eastern edge of Austria where the warm air from the Pannonian Plain creates an ideal climate for black grape production. Blaufränkisch and Zweigelt are the main black grapes, making easy drinking styles as well as fuller-bodied intense wines with oak characteristics. Dry white production is also important, from Pinot Blanc, Welsh Riesling, Grüner Weltliner, and Chardonnay. Within Burgenland is the Neusiedler CDAC, a particularly warm area situated around the eastern shore of Lake Neusiedlersee. This is a large shallow lake that gets very warm in the summer heat, so warm that the water reaches 30 degrees Celsius. So in the autumn, the, the lake water stays warm while the air temperature drops. This creates a fog that consistently covers the surrounding vineyards. The humidity in the fog encourages botrytis to take hold on the grape skins and gradually shrivel the grapes. Welsh Riesling is planted in this area for Botrytis wine production because its thin skins make it prone to Botrytis. We can recall that sweet Botrytis-infected grapes can be made into TBA wines, the highest tier of Praetacat's vine. 
So it is remarkable to have the special climatic conditions happen consistently each year to make TBA wine. Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Italian Wine Academy, offering WSET levels 1, 2, and 3 in English. Visit our website at italianwineacademy.org for more information and sign up today to start your personal adventure in global wine education right here in the heart of Verona. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com. Ching ching! I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.